Is it recording? Are we live? We're live, I think, Jeff. Jeff, look alive. <laughs> We're live, buddy. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. All I saw was Baxter's head move. I was like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going live for nobody on YouTube Ooh. live, just like always. Welcome to level. Are we level 73 this week or are we 74? 73. I don't know. Welcome to level 73 of the Sandbox Gamers podcast, a podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of vidya. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live on YouTube Live, but semi-live for anybody listening after the fact from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse. The Raiden of our podcast, Vactor. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was going to be the noise. And the Baraka of our pod, the always angry, Jeff W. He, Vactor, you can tell Vactor writes it because he's always set up with his little, <laughs> whatever little voice thing he wants to do. <laughs> and oh, I'm Lou Kang. Everybody, I don't really know um, what Liu Kang says. It's been a minute since I've played Mortal Kombat. As the bicycle you will find out. Oh, yeah. I, I still don't know what he says, but just imagine, <laughs> everybody, that I'm doing a bicycle kick in the air right now. Wow, this is exhausting. Who knew I was so flexible? <laughs> I am athletic. That's for sure, <laughs> everybody. Thanks for joining us. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a nice five-star rating on, you know, whatever podcatcher you're listening to us on. Leave us a review. Do us a kindness. It all comes uh, back to you in the end. So, you know, why not help us out? If you're checking us out on YouTube Live or just YouTube in general, thank you. Hit subscribe there. And uh, if you're one of the uh, 92 people who recently subscribed on YouTube, thank you. I appreciate it. Don't forget you're not to check believe us out. This. What? We have a new record for viewers right now. Who's okay, so I got my camera on it. You got your turn tuned in. Uh Jeff's tuned in, so that means Factor's <laughs> wife must be watching also. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, uh, all of us. We appreciate it. Don't forget to check us out on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all the places for our daily I mean Monday through Friday anyway, reels. So you want to catch out all that stuff. All right. We got a lot to talk about this week. Tons of video game news, guys. There's some big leaks in Xbox. And I know Jeff, with his liquid death over there, mm. wants to talk about it. We've been playing some games. But first, our most loyal listener, Tommy. Tommy Gun 311 sent us a question, guys. Uh, and I'm real interested in hearing Jeff's response to this. Tommy Gun. Wants to know, so just like when he plays uh, Huey Lewis, when he kills that guy, what would be your killing music? And of course, <laughs> that's referring to uh, Christian Bale, Jeff. I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, yeah, I, just, uh, I know, I you know, know. Batman Be <laughs> Begins, that scene where he kills <laughs> that guy. <laughs> uh, thank that you, Huey Lewis, and Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, hip to be square as he's punching down at the scarecrow. It's solid, uh, solid editing choice, if you ask me. Uh, so, Tommy Gunn wants to know if you, Jeff, found yourself capable of the <laughs> act of murder. What 
what song would you deliberately play while you were murdering an individual? Oh, Jim's um, capable. And Hot Night Joe by the Rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you see how there was no hesitation in his answer, Factor? How fast he had I didn't that even one finish. Locked and loaded. That was Jeff ready to go. Right in his holster. Uh, Jeff, you are <laughs> you're fun, Jeff. You know that? <laughs> We're calling the police. Uh, right now. I, I want Jeff Factor to play that song. I wish you could play that song. Jeff right might now. have a few uh in his holster, right? I mean in his in his backyard right now. Am I gonna put this in a short, Jeff? I just might. This might be a short oh, on TikTok, Jeff. All right. Maybe some Smash Mouth. I mean, I don't know. What else could you play? Walking on the Sun by Smash Mouth. I could, I could get into that one. <laughs> All right, Vactor. If you could find yourself capable of murder, what song would you play? That song that I've been hearing in my head all morning from Wonder Rob's Pocket Game. Do, 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 What is that? That, you don't know what that is? <laughs> Mario. There he goes. On the game. Put up Cotton Eye Joe. This is, Jeff's, this is Jeff's wheelhouse right here. <laughs> this is Jeff's family reunion right here. Uh, <laughs> this is what Jeff I've seen Jeff, Jeff in that hat. <laughs> he took it off Jeff, right uh, before we were This is what Jeff's oh, killing, too. <laughs> oh, man. I hope the four, the four watchers are really enjoying this. I've never seen this video before. Oh, man, you were in for right. a treat a, That's of all of the that. senses if you watch <laughs> yeah, that I, don't I just know the song yeah yeah, yeah. the song did that Vactor is did go? Vactor would kill somebody to like uh, the hamster dance yeah that too <laughs> wait doesn't that have Cotton Eye Joe Vactors. in it I think so Does That's it? What I, was, I was trying to think of like what, what a dumb song was like what dumb song could I Je- say Vactor he, he strikes me as a peanut butter and jelly time Ooh. Oh, yeah. Kind yeah. of, kind Actually, of murderer. right now, it would be some blippy song. Some. Oh, the excavator song? Oh, blippy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an excavator. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll yeah. murder oh, you later. <laughs> Does he make music in that show? He makes. There's, oh, my God. I got to tell you, Jeff, as, as a father of a five year old, almost five year old, I have yeah. several blippy songs on my phone. <laughs> and. They all suck. Also, yeah, the wheels on the bus. That one too. But my boy enjoys them, and that's what's uh, that's what's important. If I were capable of murder, I don't really. Uh, I I haven't thought about this. You know what? I think. Uh oh, the hamster dance is back on. <laughs> I think I would simply put on "Fun Zone" by Weird Al Yankovic. Fun, Fun Zone. Zone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Are we gonna get pulled? Are we gonna get a copyright pull? Actually, I don't know. Let me turn that <laughs> While we're at it, look up Phone Zone by Weird Al and just play that for two seconds. So we don't hey, you know what? So we don't get so we don't get pulled on this. I'm I'm gonna change my song. It'd be uh Vector knows uh Popo Zao by uh, Kevin Federline. If you're what? or whatever that Kevin fucking song rap song. Did he he had a rap album. Yeah, yeah. What's that song? Uh, it's like I'd have to like, look it up. Oh man. Hey, I'm still trying to pull up Fun Zone. Oh Jesus! All right, play it for a second. <laughs> that's 
Imagine Rob right now. Ooh. I kill yeah, you. That was that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, now I'm looking up Kevin Federline. All right, continue. Don't, don't forget to subscribe, everybody. <laughs> the four listeners or the four that watchers fucking, on YouTube. Yeah, the fucking sweet Kevin Federline song. Why do you know <laughs> Kevin Federline songs? Wait. Uh, I just remember this being, this was like a big, like, because uh, he was dating Britney Spears, and then people were like, this fucking guy sucks. Kevin yeah, Federline. Jeez. Get these ass out of here. Uh, I can't remember the last time I even thought of Kevin Federline. Didn't he work today. at a fast food place or something? I don't know. I hope he did. Right. Hope he fucking up this humbled himself. Yeah, what was the name fucking of Goofy. Oh, wait. It says, Lose Poopoo Zhao. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Popo's yeah, out. Popo's out. I'm surprised Vactor doesn't recall that. Do That's like this? prime Vactor time. Oh, here we go. Popo Zhao. Here we go. <laughs> hold on. All right. Hold Everybody up. hold on to your hats cuz <laughs> this is what we're do- this is what we're doing instead of talking about video games. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's just play it in the background. What the- this guy put this Turn on. This I thought it was going to be Turn good. Turn this off. Turn it off. <laughs> oh, man. This is fun, boys. That's a little cavehead for you, Rob. You know what I mean? You can, uh, you can catch up on that guy's life. You're making it difficult for me to make a short <laughs> out of this. <laughs> Boy. Oh, yeah, that's true. See, Kevin Federline is like a white guy with dreads. You know what I mean? He's like an alt, like ultimate cringe. So uh, maybe that's how you do it. Jesus. Blippi's close, though. Yep. Hey, these Blippi fucking songs, is it even him or is it some other guy looking like Blippi? Because this guy doesn't even look like the guy that shit all over all right. his friend. There's two Blippies. Let's just get this out of the way. Oh, my God. It's a, a video multiverse game of Blippies in this <laughs> shit show fucking garbage. There's Blippy and there's fake Blippy. Again, oh my and I, God. for listeners who are still sticking with us, I promise we're going to talk about video games. Oh, my Back here and I are fathers of young children. So we mm-hmm. somehow... The, the thing about Blippy, Jeff, and this is going to sound wild, your kids don't find Blippy. Blippy finds you. <laughs> oh. Because I do not recall ever looking this guy up. All of a sudden, my son was watching Blippy out of nowhere. And I can guarantee you it happened the same way to Vactor. That all of a sudden, Blippy was on the TV. Um, yeah. And before you know it, there's Blippy and there's fake Blippy, Jeff. And fake Blippy makes me violently angry. And <laughs> fake Blippy <laughs> yeah. makes me even more angry and i don't oh, know how man. it's even possible yeah this but yeah is... he has a sweet song about an excavator <laughs> oh my, that's where I just, I just went past that video in the in the two-hour edit that i just posted oh, in the discord chat <laughs> thanks if you ever tommy. want to kill yourself <laughs> thanks, fucking play tommy. this shit no i will not be clicking that link <laughs> oh man <laughs> <Thank> you, though. <laughs> oh man i can't wait for the uh, the blippy fandom to come start attacking us. Okay. Anyway, I think this is a good, <laughs> a good point in the pod to move on and remind all of our listeners that Jeff W is always DTF. As you know, he's down to talk fun, and so we got lots of video game news to talk about. And so uh, let's uh, let's let Factor take it away. Tell us what's been going on, Vacky. Well, the big news, Jeff W. specifically wanted us to talk about every reveal 
from the Xbox leak. We got new consoles. We got Bethesda games and more. So there's a ton of stuff that was announced here. A new Xbox controller. Uh, first leak of the new console. New Bethesda games. Was there anything? And then the, the possibility of Microsoft acquiring Nintendo and Warner Brothers Interactive? Uh, this yeah, let's, just go, let's just go down the list here because there's yeah, yeah. a lot to talk about. So this it is a said, leaked email from 2020. A new Xbox Series X model is coming next year. This was reported. Uh, a new Series X model coming next year. And it's an all-digital console. It's in the shape of a cylinder. So I don't even know how yeah. you're going to lay that thing on its side. <laughs> this looks like the uh, the Mac that they had. Yes. Uh, like, oh. what's that been? Like, eight years ago now? That garbage bin yeah. Mac? Yeah, yeah. The, like that's trash what I was going to say. This looks yeah. like that. Uh-huh. No, Mac Pro. Sorry. And they're giving it two gigs of space, which is uh, stupid. Two terabytes now, of space. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, gigs. Yeah, two terabytes of space. Two gigs. Yeah. No saving. And, uh, I don't know. I just thought this thing. It almost. It looks like maybe the simplest Photoshop you've ever seen in your life. I think. Uh, just because it, you know, you just round the edges on that fucking Xbox. Uh, but it looks cool. I think. Um, I want to see this like in hand and actually in my note in the thing, I'm like, you know, when Phil Spencer reveals it, he has to do, if you remember when the iPhone four leaked and Steve jobs was like, you know, stop me. If you've seen this before, he has to do, he has to do that when he does the, uh, the reveal at the old, the old Xbox conference, wherever this eventually, uh, hits shelves. So it's called Brooklyn. Uh, it says it was supposed to release in October 2024 for $500. I'm surprised they didn't come out with an all-digital console to begin with. Um, that's perfect for me because I rarely buy physical games. I can't remember mm -hmm. the last time I bought a physical game, actually. So I'm totally fine with an all-digital console. I remember Bill Gates talking about an all-digital console like 360 era he's like the next gen will not have the disc won't exist anymore it's all going to be digital mm -hmm. and here we are in 2023 and we still got physical discs yeah uh jeff's right two terabytes of internal storage usb-c port Ooh, fancy usb-c <laughs> and smaller technical improvements at the system's wi-fi pcu standby mode and more um yeah. I don't know if I would get this. I just recently sold my Xbox Series X a few weeks ago because I've been playing games on PC. <laughs> so I was like, why do I have two of these things? But I don't <laughs> know. Uh, the uh, the new release, the new electronics FOMO might strike me like it tends to, and I might buy it. <laughs> so you never know, boys. Might oh, get he's that. getting it. He's it says getting a new, it. A new Xbox controller's in the works, Jeff. Um, mainly. Mm. You're looking at haptic feedback similar to the PlayStation 5 controller. Microsoft yeah. is stealing, stealing, Jeff, the ideas. Yeah, um, yeah they, should take, they should take that. that is, I, I do like that feature. I don't, I don't even notice it anymore oh, yeah. when I'm playing on the PS5. Um, oh. I feel like I noticed it all the time when I was playing God of War. Every time it would add, add tension to the triggers and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm Good just so used to it. At Sibyl. Or Sibyl. 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 Yeah. 
<laughs> It'll also feature haptic feedback, like we said, uh, accelerator, or excuse, accelo, accelerometer, whatever, that word. <laughs> accelerometer, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> it's accelerometer, Jeff. I got there eventually. Accelerometer, yeah. <laughs> Quieter buttons, modular <laughs> thumbsticks, rechargeable and swappable battery. Hey, for uh, the shops out there. Oh, yeah. You and can recharge ab- this bitch. Yeah. And the ability to wake just by being picked up, Jeff. Yeah, It'll cost that, $200 because that's how they get you on these things. Dang. Yeah, that and um, the lift to wake was interesting to me. And then also um, in the, you know, I was listening to uh, Leo Laporte and those guys talk about this. And these these slides are very like corporate. You know what I mean? Like this is not obviously I don't these slides were never going to hit like public, you know, and uh, these are for more like a board meeting kind of thing or, you know, internal uh pitches and stuff like that and uh so i thought it was just like interesting to see how they just you know lay out the basic you know features and uh the thing to me that is craziest or weirdest uh is the uh if you look at the you know it's direct to cloud so this is going to be like the stadia. uh yeah the stadia like this is going to connect to the internet and then connect to whatever devices that you're on um which is just uh, it's a I think it's an interesting uh, I think it's interesting to see like the big boys like step over to that and I I you know everything I had read about the Stadia controller was that it was pretty pretty good I didn't see anything like terribly negative um, Vactor you might have had more experience with that but uh, you know some people were saying uh, that they actually preferred how that connected because it was just. Uh, uh, super convenient. So I'm actually actually interested to. I just, that's why I want to play it to see if that experience is any different. Maybe I can play on my Xbox and my PC without having having to have a controller hooked up to my uh, my computer. A three way. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can get on board well, with that. Uh, so there were also first. We're details not going to pot about that when that happens in this house, Rob. We're not going to pot about that. Oh, uh, well, yeah, you know, that'll be for way. Patreon only. That'll be behind a paywall, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so first details on Microsoft's next-gen console leak also came out. So they're already planning for the future for a 2028 launch of the Xbox Series W, Jeff W, that is. So uh, let's see here. Uh, technical improvements. A An ARM64 CPU that balances big and little cores. A GPU co-designed with AMD, an NPU that balances the desire for flexible and programmable ML silicon versus high-performance silicon for targeted workloads. Whatever that means, Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> just tell me, is it, how, how crispy are those graphics going to be? It's, That's it's what smaller, I it's cooler, it's faster. Ah, yes, yes. It's Noah's Arcade. It's the Speedy <laughs> Gonzalez of consoles. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not really surprised that they already have a next console in their their lineup right now. I mean, I, yeah, I would imagine yeah. these things you have to think about pretty far in advance um, oh, yeah. to get everything up and going and make predictions about how what technology is going to be practical to be putting into a console, you know, in five years, four years versus what's available now. Just it should be interesting. That'll be eight years into the series x life's lifespan because series x came out in 2020 and now this is scheduled for 2028 so 
around the 10 year lifespan, which I think the current consoles are trying to go for. I think that sounds about right. I think, you know, with COVID, COVID has made this generation of consoles feel very weird because there's kind of no games for them. And then you kind of couldn't get them at all for. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think when I, on the last, you know, the last handful of console generations that I've purchased, like, you know, I remember the Xbox 360 being a little bit tough to get. Like, I remember, you know, you trying to have to find one for a little bit. But in my head, I don't remember it being like like there wasn't like several years of non availability. But I was kind of younger at that point. But I, was, I don't know what your guys' memory of that is. But well, to me, that this was... is like unprecedented, <laughs> just because it's it has taken so long. You can get a PS Five now, right? Yeah, and it just took forever. I know one that, of us in this group uh, slept in front of a Best Buy for one. That was Ooh. the 360 was the story. I think I've told it on this podcast. Remember? <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure. Games, yeah. GameStop <laughs> screwed me and I had to sleep outside. But then our boy Quack stole someone else's pre-order. He goes, oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that now. She's not going to need this. Here, you can have it. Yeah, just so every, just for the listeners who don't understand the context, just just in case there's anybody, Quack isn't somebody who just ran into you know a store and stole somebody's pre-order. <laughs> we all worked at the now defunct Game Crazy uh, video game store, and he took somebody's pre-order, a loyal customer's pre-order, and canceled it and gave it to Vactor instead. R.I.P. Quack. Resting when I'm getting screwed. King. When other people are getting screwed. all right so uh several bethesda games leaked this Mm. week also so let's go down the list here so there were remasters of elder scrolls oblivion uh fallout 3 a ghostwire tokyo sequel doom year zero and dishonored 3 jeff any of those float your boat um i don't think i want to play any of those uh you know I, I i do think it's interesting that we're still getting i'm tired of those some of those games being remastered like i don't want to play uh some some of those uh bethesda games anymore i think um you know at a certain point you have to yeah you know, like you have to cut it off and then like you know if we if we're like two more generations down the line then you want to remake this thing again like all right i guess but like, can't you get all those games like right now? You know what I mean? Can you? Do they need a ton of improvement? I, I don't know. I don't know if you could get Dishonored three right now, Jeff. Because oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just got kid, Jeff. I kid. That one, Dishonored three. It's really the only one out of that list that got me. I like the Dishonored games. I think they're pretty good, mm-hmm. despite the fact I haven't seen credits on any of them. I have yeah. enjoyed playing them. Uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. I don't know if I would get into that. I played it when it came out and. I've said on this podcast many times, I have an issue with Bethesda games after like five hours where all of a sudden I hit a wall. And that definitely happened with Oblivion. So I don't know yeah. if I'll be into that. But here's a little tasty treat for you. The Another document confirmed that Elder Scrolls Six won't launch until at least 2026. Uh, right. I, games... don't, I don't think and Phil Spencer in his like court thing said that it was at minimum a five. Like He's like, that is like a five year. Like, so that, like, currently, despite these leaks and, you know, despite, like, he's saying it's five years out. So we're not even, we might not get that until a year into the next generation of consoles, which uh, would be crazy. 
right? I'm not counting on Elder Scrolls Six to come out anytime soon. I'm just, yeah. I know how video games are developed. Uh, oh, you could call me a little bit of an insider. I play a lot of video games. <laughs> I know how long it takes to develop a video game, and so I, I just don't really buy a 2026 release date for this, considering they're only just starting it. So yeah. We'll see. Here's here's some juicy goss. I can't wait to hear Vactor's take on this. Microsoft considered acquiring Nintendo and Warner Brothers Interactive. A leaked email from 2020 uh, went into Spencer's ambitions at that point. It says, it says, I totally agree. Nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming. And today's gaming is likely, or excuse me, the most likely path to customer relevance. Have you guys heard the story about when they tried to acquire Nintendo several years back and they were literally laughed out of the room by Nintendo? Yeah, I think it I was, remember that. I think it was when they were trying to get Xbox off the ground, like in Microsoft, right? I think something along around those lines. Time, what do you that, think? That time period? What do you think about Microsoft buying Nintendo Vector? I think that would be very similar to remember when Sega went out of the actual console business and they just became a software developer. I think it would be very similar to that. And from what we have discussed on previous episodes, that might not be a bad thing because for, I think for all of us, and I actually just had this discussion with my buddy at work the other day, the switch is a first first party, like Nintendo platform machine it's a Mario machine and a Zelda machine. That's pretty much the only thing we use the Switch for. Other people use it as their main console, Tommy. But we have PCs. We have other more powerful consoles. We're not playing, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. We're not playing Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch. We're playing it on the, the more high-powered consoles. But the whole promise of the Switch is being portable. And so if you could take that portability and then port it over to Xbox, I think we might have something, boys. And being able to play Mario on the PC, I think we might have something. <laughs> um, I, you know, for, for me, you know, there's a couple of things like, you know, from, from this Phil Spencer emails, you know, that were just funny to me, like, this and you know him saying that you know xbox was a better product than playstation and stuff like that um just interesting to see him talk more candidly because i don't think he would ever i don't think he would ever acknowledge this outside of this leaking in an email right like i don't think he would you know seriously talk about microsoft buying nintendo but um i i mean i think like vector said like you know it'd be nice if it was you know we you could get the marios and the zeldas on, on other on other things and other consoles um but it does have that feel of like, you know, and not not to call Nintendo a small business because uh, obviously they're not. But like it has that feel of like a small business that you like. And then, you know, one day you come in, it says we're under new ownership. And then everything you liked about that business sucks now. You know, now it's like. <laughs> they get the most generic things that you don't want. You went specifically to that place for like, like, like let's say it's a food place. Like they used to make the food a certain way. Now it's just, you know, tastes like every other place around here kind of thing. You know, I, uh, 
I think it would be. I you know I almost would like. It's kind of like um. It's kind of like aliens landing. Like I want to be here to see it, <laughs> but I also really don't want it to happen. Uh, in a way, like you know, uh, I, I don't. Um, I don't think Microsoft can take over Nintendo effectively without it. Literally, it'll it'll it would just be. I, I don't I don't think you would be able to keep the talent in Japan, I think would maybe be my, my biggest problem. Those people are not gonna want to work for like imagine if they bought Capcom, right? Like if they would have done that years ago too, like I don't think I don't I just don't think you could keep the talent from the Japanese uh offices. Like I, I don't I don't know if Vactor thinks differently, but they're pretty they're pretty loyal to their brands there, you know? Right. Nintendo or Microsoft purchasing Nintendo will be something that our children can enjoy because it's not something that's going to happen in our <laughs> lifetime. So yeah, no. it's just like global also, warming. I say, let it be my kids' problem. <laughs> you know, they also talked about Valve, Jeff. What if Microsoft bought Valve? Yeah, that. You know, the, the, the funny thing there is, is I, I would almost feel more comfortable with that. Even though I love Valve, they don't fucking make video games anymore. They just jerk off in VR and make a fucking storefront. They're yeah. like, they're, yeah. they're, they're, short they're so boring to me yeah. now. I mean, I'm surprised Microsoft didn't acquire Valve and their boring ass bullshit. Like, yeah. they don't even make anything Tell anymore. Steve, Jeff. They just <laughs> collect my money when I want video games. Yeah. They also talked about acquiring TikTok. Oh, now, that yeah. would Is be a great Xbox That was in exclusive. 2020. Yeah, <laughs> TikTok. Nah, I don't Xbox. want them filtering all those all those booty TikToks out yeah. there. You know what I mean? I need. And then, I need no, it'll be all booty alone. TikToks. Jeff's <laughs> feed. Yeah. No more memes. Booties <laughs> all day long. <laughs> the perfect crime. All right. So uh, this uh, this email about Nintendo is over three years old. So I wouldn't necessarily, you know. Put all your hopes and dreams into Microsoft buying oh, Nintendo anytime no. soon. But it seemed you know, like it's, it's that's worth it. seemed like that's where that, you know, it feels like Microsoft was like, oh, we got this money. We got burning a hole in our pocket. We got to buy something. We got to buy something. And there, we saw this from this email Nintendo, Valve, TikTok. And then um, what's the one that they're in? the litigation right now the it's uh, um, activision yeah activision that felt like that was the one they're like all right pull the trigger activision go yeah. get it get yeah it. well you know i i think also you know and it's funny so the, the company that i work for is is very similar and i hear things about this when this happens but um you're you like like the microsoft microsoft has so much money that they're sitting on they kind of have to do something with it and I think like like the Activision thing is like the perfect example of this. Like when you're kind of like struggling or you're not you're not growing essentially, right? Like Microsoft had a, a rough few years there since 2013, right? In terms of keeping up with the Sony, and then you know word of mouth has kind of ruined their reputation for the last decade now. Um, you kind of have to make acquisitions. You have to go spend that. Like you can't just sit on the money. You have to go spend it. Um, so yeah, I think that that's definitely going to happen because they want that money to move. And I think that's Phil Spencer's way of continuing to justify the games division of Microsoft, right? Like there's things that he, like he has to do to make that happen. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if they've looked at, yeah, buying everybody, uh, even, <laughs> 
I'm not saying they would buy Sony. That would be insane. But like, I'm sure they would, they have, you know, they have looked at every purchase possible uh, just to keep that them happy. It's the same reason, like, uh, you know, and I, and I was, when I was listening to Leo Laporte, it makes sense. Like, you know, the, the head of Microsoft, he came to every division at Microsoft at one point and was like, you know, the future is cloud. You have to have something in cloud or you're like basically a useless division to Microsoft. So Microsoft starts pushing cloud gaming and starts going in that direction. You know, it's debatable to see how successful that'll be, but you have to do something to please them. So I think, you know, I'm sure, and I'm sure Phil Spencer in some email or in some conversation has talked about the potential of acquiring every single studio publisher, whoever it may be. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you only time know what Phil Spencer boys. looks like. Uh oh. That's Phil Spencer. <laughs> That's a good one. Aren't you glad we can pull up YouTube videos now, Jeff? That's fantastic. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. We got a lot of podcasts left. Uh, this one, this next story, gives me just a little bit of pleasure. I don't know why. all those nfts you bought boys are officially (laughs) worthless a new study suggests that a huge number of nft collections are now worth exactly zero dollars and zero cents boys how do you feel about that i feel good this feels like uh, (laughs) society righting a wrong uh you know, I know Vagdor's going to be probably a little disappointed because he was a uh, pretty a big fan of like the technology. And I think I think we're going to see the technology take its place. Right. It's going to fuck off out of the out of the money system and out of this like garbage shit. And then somebody can build like like you said, Vagdor, like a way to trade used games or used licensing or something like it can go to its like, <clears throat> you know, utility life that it deserves. Not this uh, goofy fucking way for instagram celebrities to make a dollar off of poor people yeah so i'm not disappointed that's good because that should have never been the function of that technology was to it was all the get rich quick schemes of oh i'm gonna buy this now and it's gonna be worth 10 billion dollars and i'm gonna buy this i'm gonna buy this 3d uh star trek enterprise model and no trust me rob this is worth money people are tripping over themselves to buy this i'm gonna be rich let's just say we know somebody who did that and i am very thrilled that that was a stupid investment (laughs) the technology is what's interesting about nfts i don't i think whoever came up with the idea of them being art that was always a get rich quick scheme there was never any legs behind that i think you can look at cryptocurrency the same way of everybody was trying to go in oh yeah if you buy bitcoin if you buy this crypto crypto like you know they had uh poop coins and doge coins and like it was all kind of cryptocurrency for whatever the latest flavor of i mean even Stanley from the office had a crypto coin. Yeah, that's but right. Mm-hmm. This that doesn't take away from the technology of cryptocurrency. 
and the blockchain, which is what NFTs are based on, that's interesting. The get rich quick stuff is not interesting. So that's always, and and you you could see that in any financial product or financial market. There's always going to be something that's get rich quick because that's going to get the clicks, that's going to get the headlines, and people are going to be interested. In. And then as soon as it, the fad dies off and goes away, okay, what's the next get rich quick like? People who are into that are just going to always flock to whatever the next get rich quick scheme is. But to me, I think for us as gamers, the interesting thing about it is the blockchain and how can that be used for video games. And that's what I like. I like that technology of security, like not being able to crack it and then having a digital ledger, having a digital receipt for things. And that's what Jeff was talking about, which we've talked about, I think before on this podcast or either off off the podcast about buying used games from GameStop and then having, okay, if I'm selling you this, I have a receipt and this is the actual thing. And it's not just, all right, I can make up a million of these and, and just give them out to everybody. This is the actual thing itself. So I like that. Take that, NFTs. <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that are dead, Jeff, did you know Marvel's Avengers? It's a, it's about to go away forever. Mar- <laughs> it's gonna die, everybody. It's gonna mm. die. So let's see. Let me pull up the article here. It went down. It went down. I pulled up the YouTube page, or excuse me, this article, and it went way down to some other story. Uh, so let me pull this back up. Sorry, boys. So Crystal Dynamics announced Marvel's Avengers would be delisted at the end of September. So September 30th, it will not be available to buy on digital storefronts. But until then, Jeff, the game's available on Steam for 90% off. Jeez. What is that, 10 bucks? Five bucks? Who, math is in our strong suit, Jeff. So don't ask us to. What's that price? I can look that up. Thirty nine. I have four bucks. So it's now three ninety nine. Four bucks! Four bucks for the Avengers, boys. Do you get everything with that? Will they at least give you everything that they made for that shitty this game? This is the definitive edition. Okay. This game was a massive disappointment in my eyes. I got... I had yeah. fun with it for about the first hour. And then mm-hmm. when I had to keep going back to the danger room to fight <laughs> the same bad guys over and over again and do the same <laughs> levels over and over and over again to level my guys up, I, it was dead in the water, boys. This was not an Arkham game. This was not no. the Arkham game, but for Marvel that I was promised. Yeah, I played so on my stats for it. Vac, I remember, I remember Vector made me buy it. If everything you saw is true. The end of. <laughs> All right. What was that? <laughs> um, it must have been the trailer. Um, yeah. Last time I played this was September eleventh, twenty twenty. I'll wow. never forget. So I was remembering something else that day, and I played, my total play time for the game is three hours. It's 2.9 hours, basically, but basically three hours. And uh, I remember Vactor really hyping this up, so he must be sad, Yes, right? No. That it's going away. No, because there's nobody (laughs) playing it, Jeff. If everybody was still playing it, then I would be sad. But oh, Jeff gave up after three hours, so then I said, I guess I'll give up, because Jeff gave up. Mm. So, that nah, was three was years Marvel ago. Guy. He was all high. Hey, did, did, uh, did PC get uh, Spider-Man? Remember that bullshit when they gave that Sony Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah. 
So did they give the PC, like if you buy it now, do you get Spidey? Uh, I don't think that's still a Sony exclusive. Mm. Wow. That's the power of the contract. Yeah, there's a reason this game failed. Fuck them. Keeping (laughs) exclusive characters to Sony. Fuck out of here. (laughs) That dog shit game. (laughs) Fucking That's going in the short. (laughs) That's going in the short. So no, get make, get your yeah. copy of Avengers if you're dying to get it because soon you won't be able to get it at all. Maybe you can find yeah. a physical copy. Or go out buy there. A, go buy a better Crystal Dynamics game and get any of those Tomb Raider games. Fuck fuck this Avengers shit. I was about to say I can't even think of a Crystal Dynamics game. <laughs> uh, let's move on. So the next story. Speaking of Spider Man, Chef Marvel Spider Man Two actor responds to fans upset over Peter Parker's new face. He says, "Get over it." <laughs> <laughs> so as you know does anybody Yuri, care that much uh there's a lot of people that care oh there's yeah? a lot of people not in this podcast yeah, yeah i don't but, care i like the new face i don't think the new face is bad at all he looks a lot younger with this new face which to me even though his character is you know uh canonically not a high schooler it's still brings that uh, that youthful charm to Spider-Man which I think is necessary. The uh the old Spider-Man face looks like, you know, he's 50 years old. Look at him. Who's that old <laughs> man being Peter Parker right there? This he new guy like a little Willem Dafoe crazyish in that one. Yeah. But the, this new face is die-hard people that love the original and they're like don't you ever, that's my Spider-Man, and don't you ever tell me it's not my Spider-Man. <laughs> it's the, like, nothing's changed outside his face. It's not like it was, you know, Don Cheadle taking over t- for Terrence Howard or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know why people really care all that much. They're, but, yeah, the like only... kind of altered the hair and, like, a little bit of the fade. Like, it doesn't even look that, all that, yeah, all that different. The only thing I'm kind of like disappointed in is that they did have an original actor that that original face was based on. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I feel bad for that guy, but at this point, I don't know. How, I don't even remember how long ago that was when they changed the face. So for people to still be upset about it and we're going into the second game, like Yuri Lowenthal, the, the voice actor that we have in, in our show notes here mm-hmm. says, get over it that's what i'm saying like it's over you're not going back to the old face i'm sorry they made the choice he's not he's not going to revert back to uh the original face so let's get over it as as uh, a lot of people say build a bridge and get over it take Hmm. that internet yeah (laughs) also comment down below if you like the original face Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave a comment or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we need that user engagement. Are the four people still watching? <laughs> or did they leave? We have one viewer right now, and that's my wife. Ah, oh, thanks, Candy. We appreciate it. This is what we get for live streaming on a Sunday morning. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, move on to our last news story of the day. This is going to be something that... Too bad we can't really take advantage of this. But this is a pretty sweet deal. So there's a there's a new deal. PS5 deal gives new owners of a PS5 a free game. So this is the PS5 Upgrader Program. Yeah, what is this? It says a support page on the PlayStation site 
uh, is all that really anybody has to go off of right now. But it says those wishing to capitalize on the upgrade on the upgrader program must purchase and activate a new PS5 console by October twentieth, twenty twenty three, to redeem a free game under the PS5 program update. These games include Marvel Spider-Man and Miles Morales, uh, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Ghost of Tsushima, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Demon Souls, Last of Us Part 1, Sackboy, Returnal, Uncharted, uh, Legacy of Thieves Collection, and Death Stranding Director's Cut. Hmm. All the, are all of these on their Game Pass equivalent, I think? That Maybe? I don't know. I haven't no, used I the game. Spider Man is. Uh, I know Miles Morales is is on that is on that premium one, PlayStation like the, the most expensive one. I'm saying, but it's on there. Uh, I don't know. I don't see so I think, a, a list of. I it. think these motherfuckers just got a free game that no one, you know, you could get on another thing anyway. Tell them, Jeff. <laughs> Sony trying to take take you for a ride again. Yeah. Yeah. No um, free things for anybody. I don't even know. If you were to get a game out of this list, I don't even know. I would probably... There, there's a lot of good games on here. If you've never played them before. Mm. Yeah, some of these are pretty good. Too. I don't know. Horizon these is These are on good here. games. Yeah, yeah. Miles Morales is on here. It definitely would not be Uncharted. I think Uncharted is a good value if you're getting free games because you're getting multiple games within that i Uh, I was trolling i was waiting for trent to react to that but (laughs) it failed it failed death stranding directors on here oh god of war you gotta go god of war yeah 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 get that g-o-d or g-o-w-n oh no vector is looking at the uh the games included Oh, with, and the premium thing? Yeah. And the premium. Well, I was looking at that last night when I, because uh, I booted my PlayStation up to look, uh, uh, to just to make it, make sure it works still. Uh, and uh, I was, uh, yeah, I so noticed just, that it had Spider Man's on there. It's just Miles. It's not Spider Man. Oh, okay. Okay. That's Which, the I mean, superior <laughs> Spider Man game anyway. No, no, no. No, no, no. The original but... one is better. No, 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 no. And the story's better. But the game itself is better. We all can. Boy is on there. Yeah, Spider Man's not electric like Miles is. <laughs> That's true. Not that you know of. That's right. <laughs> what was the other one? Uncharted and The Last of Us. Yeah, Last of Us is on there too uh, as well. Yeah. What about Death Stranding? No, Last of Us is not part <clears throat> of the. Um, I feel I feel like the last of us plus. should just come free with every PlayStation ever. Like, why are we even buying that? Huh. Like, why is that even purchasable? Still? Pack just give that. <laughs> yeah, just fucking old school style. Yeah, Returnal's if you buy, if you buy a PlayStation controller, give me Last of Us. I don't know, anything. Like, you should not have to pay for that game anymore. I feel oh, like Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, that's that's on there. God of War. Yes, the sir. original God of War, not the second one. Okay, not Ragnarok. So you get you. So the clear cut winner is God of War Ragnarok, or Spider Man Remastered. All the, a lot of these just games God are of good. War, Ragnarok. Wretched Clank is good. Returnal's okay. Sackboy's good. Last of Us good. Uncharted's good. All of these are good games. Um, yeah, I guess I just don't know if anybody's like how you get this yet. 
Yeah, new places. I don't think we're eligible, even though we should be. It says, it says, register your new PS5 by October twentieth of this year. Well, guess what? We bought ours three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Sony, don't worry. Give them a free game, not the person who had to spend hours trying to get the fucking thing. Give the people that can just go order one a free game. Thanks. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, What's the president of PlayStation's name? I don't know. Uh, Whatever. I don't even know who it is. Stupid Mc. Butt face. Yeah. 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 Take that. The solid <laughs> burn on him. fucking pussy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for the news this week, boys. So we got some games to talk about in our Let's Play section of the pod. First up, loyal listeners will remember that several weeks ago, Jeff W. promised he was going to be Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And we have been uh, following this see it story. On the list. I don't even see it on the list for the notes this it's week. It's on there. Uh, well, it was. <laughs> I don't even see it on there. Trent, Trent deleted it immediately. No, don't take it off the show notes, Jeff, or Vector. I want that on every week. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even see it on there anymore. <laughs> until we get this situation resolved, because you were there. Jeff promised that he was going to beat this game, and he was going to mm. tell us. <laughs> I, be, I beat it. I beat it. You beat no. the game. No, no, no. I beat no, no. it. At this rate, I'm going to beat the game before Jeff does. He lied. <laughs> I've been playing this game. I got more hours in this game than Jeff. Uh, to be fair, I guess I'll talk about what I play. I, I, to be fair, I have been chugging away at Starfield now with the okay. cheats. We talked about that a little bit last week. Oh, uh, yeah. So I've been, uh, been poking away more at that game and just... Uh, <laughs> uh, that game is very broken. I have... <laughs> so I, at one point, I, um, I just increased my movement speed. Uh, through this one tool that I found on Reddit. Uh, and I think, I don't know if it's in Wiimote or not. Um, but, uh, and like, I'm running in and out of the, out of the cutscenes. So this thing is like cutting over to nothing, uh, at times because my, my character's all goofy looking. Um, that game's pretty fun when you're cheating and you're just doing whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't mind it. It's, um, there hasn't been, I will say, the stuff I, that, I really enjoyed the initial quest. I think I still have like a, I think I, I don't think I've fully completed it. Cause I think it takes a minute to actually get it done. But the, uh, the Xenomorph clone, the terror morph or whatever they call it in there. Uh, that was like a really strong mission to start that game. And everything else has been kind of, um, I don't know, bland, even like, <clears throat> like I, I did a, I've, I'm chugging along on that. What's the, uh, <laughs> This shows you how much I'm paying attention to this game. What's the, uh, I'm trying to find these artifacts, whatever that little group is called or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, even that's kind of boring. Like <clears throat> I did, I got past the, the other guy's mission and I had to go bake, break up a bunch of bank robbers. And I'm, I'm sitting there talking to this guy through the intercom, trying to get him to surrender. Like some of that stuff. I'm like, all right, this is, this is dumb. <laughs> like, this is stupid. Uh, so, uh, while the game has been pretty good with the cheats on, uh, if I was <laughs> trudging through the game, I'd be so pissed off at some of these storylines. Like, and then this guy's like, "You go to this town to like," and he's trying to get his dad to give him some some map to some shit, and his dad's like, "No," and he's like, "No," and he's all pissed off. And then like, he's like, "Your character's just like, well, let me go try to talk to him." And you walk over there and he's like, all right, man, you can have this. And you're like, well, what the fuck was all this? Like, you guys just argued for 20 minutes in my goddamn video game. And now it's I got to Bethesda games, like, right. baby. Yeah. So um, 
this is a tough game, I think, if you're not cheating. So just cheat. Don't play it on the console. <laughs> play the game how you want to play it, and it is fun. That's a short. Yeah. Well, I haven't been playing any Starfield this week because I've been spending most of my time this week playing Mortal Kombat 1, the mm. latest release from NetherRealm Studios. Uh, this is the first Mortal Kombat game that I've sat down to play since Mortal Kombat 3. Jeff, I have not played a Mortal Kombat game. Oh, so you haven't even went through any of the other reboots, or okay, dang. Yeah, that's I think me and Vector, Vector has watched all of them. I mean, Vector yes. have played a good chunk of those. I feel like, yes, I feel like I've probably played every Mortal Kombat game, uh, at least once. So I will play this one at some point. But yeah, they've they've they've, they've rebooted it. I feel like a couple times, right, Vector? Yes, this is the second reboot in the timeline. Which yeah, that's they fell into like a portal about. into a hole, and then. <laughs> Everything changed at some point. They killed everybody, if I recall. Like in like I, I, can, I can explain it in great detail. Uh, but this oh, is the yeah, 12th yeah. main installment, and it's a sequel as well as the second. It's a sequel to Mortal Kombat 11, which came out in 2019. And then it's okay. also the second reboot of the series. The first one was Mortal Kombat. That's it, 2011, just Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Ooh. Mortal Kombat. So but I want to I want to hear Rob's thoughts, having not played those games or not researched the storyline of what's going on. I want to hear your thoughts. Well, the whole idea of it being a reboot is what got me interested in it. I mean, we're all in the zeitgeist, even though I'm not playing Mortal Kombat on the regular. You know, I know what's going right. on. I hear the I read the news stories. They're rebooting the story. Great. Okay, this is a good place for me to to hop in. Uh, a while back when they first announced that this was being rebooted as Mortal Kombat 1, I got excited about it and admitted eh, this I got excited about it for a reason that's very silly because it obviously was never announced, it didn't come true, but in my mind when they said they were rebooting Mortal Kombat 1, I thought they were going back to the old rotoscoping like Mortal Kombat 1 graphic style and they were going to make a modern version of that. Oh, <laughs> that would be cool. And I was like, that sounds rad. Of course, that's not what they did. <laughs> but that's what got me interested in, in it to begin with. And then, you know, I followed the story a little bit more. And Liu Kang is an all-powerful god. And at the end of the last game, he said, you know what? I'm rebooting this entire universe. We're starting from scratch. And I said, that, you know what? That's as good a place as any for me to hop in. If everything that happened before this isn't really canon everything right. that happened before this isn't something that i really need to concern myself with so and i decided to hop in that dlc rob remember at san diego comic-con this year they announced you're getting omni-man you're getting homelander you're getting peacemaker mm -hmm. all of these uh characters i thought that also was a reason that you were jumping in as well it wasn't the main reason i jumped in but it was reason enough with those DLC characters, do they add them just as DLC fighters that you can select, or do they make additional stories for these characters hopping They're just in as well? DLC fighters. The only one that, that we've seen right now is Jean-Claude Van Damme, and he he's he's a Johnny Cage skin, but he's yeah. voicing all of the like the pre-fight smack talk and he's like, I'm going to get you. Uh, yeah, that, he needs a job. All of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. 
for sure. Which was also a good Mortal Kombat homage because the original idea for Johnny Cage was Jean-Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport. And they tried to get him. I can't remember the exact, you know, details of what happened, but they that deal fell through. And they ended up using uh, the actor Daniel Pacino, which I was a huge fan of playing Mortal Kombat, watching all the screens, like the idle screens when you were not mm-hmm. playing the game. And they would mm-hmm. flash the storyline of what was going on. Right. They would, and when you beat the game, they would show you the actors. Like I was huge into all of the behind the scenes of Mortal Kombat, which that was. 30 years ago, which is crazy. That was 92 when the first game came out. And now we're actually 31 years, but um, it's crazy that this franchise has lasted this long and that is still relevant. I think that's pretty, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty a testament to Ed Boon and everybody who's been there all these years to keep on creating this many games. Yeah, it's and, funny. And not only relevant too, oh, but yeah. like also like they're relevant on like even like in the competitive scene, like they make games that are relevant at like um Evo championships, all that stuff. Um right. so the game uh, itself and the story both are, are relevant today. Yeah. And so question not not to cut Rob off or anything, but um the do they have the kids in this one? Like I remember which one was no. that actor? Was that there, but that they rebooted and had the kids in it? I was like, oh, okay, was, here we go. That was 10. Yeah. And I don't know this. what you're talking about. Is, yeah. yeah, they're not in this. <laughs> Rob, at one point they had all their kids in there. And that's then a different like, storyline. So yeah, remember like, this, this one, the they're rebooting the storyline. So the kids aren't in yeah. it. This is the original Johnny Cage. Like Sonya's not even in this. That's yeah. how this is going back Dang. before See, Sonya. I thought, I thought it was going to be like, you know, Luke Kang kicks these kids down like a, you know, a well. <laughs> and then they fall into a portal and now they're in something else or something. Uh, no, he went out, out world. I like even further out. I, like the- <laughs> I don't know about Vector, but I liked all those, mm-hmm. like the kid characters. I thought they were going in like a cool direction. Uh, well, that's that. what actually got me back in was when they did that first soft reboot and they added the kids. It was like, oh, they're passing it on to the next generation. That mm-hmm. was interesting because the original guys were older. Like you saw them with gray hair and you saw them like aged yeah. up as well as their kids. And that played a factor in the storyline as well on 10. So that, that got me back in and then 11 was good. And now this one, it's just kept my attention. Yeah. Right. Now this game wasn't really what I thought it was going to be at all. Admittedly, admittedly, I haven't played this game or I haven't played a mortal Kombat game in years and years and years. So, you know, take that for what it's There's worth. There's a lot but that they've added. When I started the game, my idea of what this game was going to be was like the old Mortal Kombat, where you you Just select a character, you. you start at the bottom of the list, you work your way up to the top. Maybe you get a test your might here or there. Maybe you get a little update on their story, like before you start the game and after you get to the final boss it's like and shang sung ended up being the winner of mortal Kombat. (laughs) that's not what this game is at all again i haven't played this stuff this might seem like a silly observation but (laughs) this this game is 90 percent movie 10 percent video game now i don't have a problem with that i'm actually really enjoying it but that i just didn't really know what to expect yeah so when i'm they've they mm-hmm. force you to p- be a certain character. You're not picking the character that you want. You're sa- okay. Oh, chapter one right. is this character. Chapter two is this character, and that's how it's been since that 
soft reboot in 10. They've all yeah. been like that. Yeah, and I didn't know that. So when I booted up the game, it gives you an option for tutorials. And so I went to the tutorial mode and I said, okay, I'm going to be Liu Kang because Liu Kang was my man when I would play back in the day. And I must have played for about 45 minutes in this tutorial going, okay, I'm learning all Liu Kang's moves again because (laughs) I haven't played in a long time. Fighting games aren't really my genre of games that I get into, Mm -hmm. but I like the Mortal Kombat story. So I spent all this time learning Liu Kang's moves, practicing the fatalities, looking up, looking at the combos. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to frigging go. Let's start this game. Start up the game. I'm not Liu Kang. (laughs) Because of exactly what Vactor just said. You get to just pick, or the game picks who you're going to play. Which I actually don't mind. I actually kind of like this a little better. Because even though I'm having to stop each match, look in the menu and say, okay, what is this person's move set? It is encouraging me to play outside of the character that I would have initially chosen. You know, yeah. you start as uh, Raiden, and then you get to be Kung Lao, and then you get to be Johnny Cage. Before you know it, you're Baraka, and so on and so on. Um, and a guy with swords. I'm not familiar with him, but he got his eyes friggin' stabbed out. Spoiler That's alert. That's Kenshi, blind Kenshi. And Kenshi! Yeah. Who is my least favorite person to play with so far. Dang. Hmm. Well, you know what? I just calls him like a season, Jeff, uh-huh. and that's how it is. But this format or this setup of gameplay, I'm really enjoying. Uh, And the story is compelling enough to keep me interested. I mean, it's Mortal Kombat, right? It. When I think the Mortal Kombat story outside of the movies, you know, the the first movie that was good for the time and this most recent one. When I was a kid playing Mortal Kombat, it was just like Vector said, man, you would watch the idle screens, it would show you like a picture of reptile and it'd give you a little reptile's little story. It would show you a picture of uh scorpion, give you scorpion's little story, etc. etc. And you would want to keep watching the idle screen to see what the stories for each character was, and that put the motivation in for me to play to start at the bottom of the list to make my way to the top and see like what's happening, who's gonna be the champion of Mortal Kombat. And you know, I was 10 years old when that thing came out so it the story might not have been compelling as i or the story might not have been as compelling as i remember it but it certainly was and so i'm trying to lean back into that feeling as i played this story mode i'm like let's see what, what's going on in mortal Kombat. come on let's mm-hmm. uh, there's shao Kahn. look at him he's a freaking horse half man horse looking guy oh there's <laughs> goro oh he's still yeah. got the forearms hell yeah reptile everything Everything you're saying, I think you would like 10. That All of that is they're going back to the original Mortal Kombat story and they're retelling it mm-hmm. and they're changing the timeline um, a little bit like, like Jeff, we were talking about with the, the kids. And um, everything that you liked about the original is just kind of updated for like a modern time. So if you like this, MK1, I think you would mm-hmm. like 10 and 11. Yeah. And I think um, maybe maybe Mortal Kombat, if you're just like like Rob, like if you haven't just I mean, I know, you know, Rob knows that it exists and that it's like been good. But like if you haven't been playing them, like they're actually like really like if even if like I'm not into like competitive fighting against like a person, I I do like, you know, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. But I, I really enjoy just running through these single players, you know, these these single player experiences to me are fun. Like the 
they give an energy of like, uh, you know, with Ed Boon still running the show and, and doing that, it has that, like they're doing a pair, like they're kind of poking fun at pop culture. They're not in it yet. You know what I mean? Like, like Mortal Kombat never, to me, never really crossed over into that. Like, you know, it was kind of a parody. And then, you know, they, they had, they became so mainstream. They couldn't do like the jokes and the things that they wanted. Like this still feels like grounded in like, you know, like they're like Johnny Cage is, you know, a fucking weirdo, you know, in these and he's like doing his thing and he's an asshole and stuff. And and, and I'm talking the newer games. I'm not talking this newest one. Exactly. I haven't played it yet. But, um, you know, and, and, I, and I did see like a clip where like it looked like Johnny Cage was doing like a uh, um, Indiana Jones thing. Like, so, you know, they're they're still in that like spirit, which is to to me, you know this is probably more of a game pass game for me or something like, like if it ever comes to that, um, or I'll just ten get it was, you know, on, I don't know if it still is 10 was on game pass. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I will always just, if I, whenever I get the opportunity, I'll just, you know, sit down for an afternoon and I'll, and I'll play through a story. You just, you know, you get to the, the funny parts and the cut scenes where you can see these, these two stepping into their little fighting stances and then it transitions right into your fight. Um, yeah, man, I, I really enjoy uh, these newer games and I think they are, I think for us, I think they're like a little nostalgic and they're goofy enough. Like maybe that's what people feel like with like fast and furious a little bit. Like, like I don't really like those movies, but like maybe I, that's kind of what it is. Like it, to me, it just hits that, like it's goofy. It's kind of campy, but it, it gives me that like feeling of like older video games where they were, uh, edgy is maybe a little cringy of a word to use, but like they're just, you know, funny, but also, you know, kind of cool at the same time is maybe the only way I can say it. Yeah. And also, Rob, I think you can see why my wife likes watching the story of it instead of, okay, it's just two guys fighting. She's interested in the actual, where are these characters going and like, what's their storyline and how did, Liu Kang reset the timeline like she's actually into everything that's happening because she doesn't have she's not a big fighting game fan in general so it was interesting that this caught her attention um, I think we started watching it during uh, the lockdown during 2020 and that's when mm-hmm. we went back to 10 and, and watched 10 and 11 yeah so I mean this has grabbed me enough where I'm definitely encouraged to keep playing it you know, some games come and go, you try them for a week and it's, you know, you spend $70 and that's, that's just how it is. But this one, you know, despite the fact that I'm still trying to beat Legend of Zelda before Jeff, I got Starfield, I got all these other games <laughs> that I'm really enjoying. Uh, this one feels like something since, you know, I don't know how long the story mode is in this. I would imagine, you know, like if I had to guess eight hours, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really it's know. gotta be under eight. I, I would assume. Yeah, so it feels like something that I could get through six, pretty fast. Six to eight. Six to eight hours. So it feels like something I could get through pretty fast uh, and move on to the games that I'm also playing, like Starfield, Zelda, etc. Um, but I am enjoying it, for sure. And it's wild, just to touch on the the, the edginess real fast. It's it's really funny to me. And again, I'm, I've been aware of these mechanics, because I'm from the internet. I'm, I've got my finger on the pulse of what video games right. are, where I'll just be playing... Like, for example, I'm fighting against <laughs> Sub-Zero, and immediately he breaks my neck, stabs me with ice, crushes my skull, and then my guy just gets back up and keeps fighting. Um, 
Right. I think <laughs> every time w- that happens, that cracks me up. Yeah. I think Tin <laughs> was the first one that added that where they just mm-hmm. went to the extreme with the um and they're not even fatalities it's yeah, in the middle of the match it's not even happening at the end of the match yeah. he's like he's literally killing me in the middle of the match and then my guy yeah. will just get back up like nothing happened yeah. like i'm pretty sure i just died like five times uh, but you know that's the beauty of mortal Kombat. we love it yeah so i'll keep playing this um i'll see if i can't have it beat by next week but who knows to talk about it a little more there's a lot of other games coming out um uh, that are already out that I do want to sing my hands into. That's the problem. This is a good problem to have boys, because there are so many video games right now. 2023 might be the best year of video games that I can remember in, in quite some time, because we've got mm-hmm. big releases coming out still at the end of the year. There's big releases that I'm still working on. There's all these little indie games that are out in between that I really want to play. Gosh, I don't, and I don't have the time to play all these things. <laughs> so I only get to dip my toes in. It's a good problem to have, boys. But I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Sandbox Gamers. I did get an analog pocket. I do want to talk about that on a future episode, but we keep running out of time. <laughs> this is sorry, everybody. The Matt Damon. Oh, we ran out of time. Matt Damon. All right, I'll talk about week, it yeah. now real fast. Okay, but I can't dive too much into it. So I got an analog pocket, boys. Uh, so this is, is a modern... Yeah. This is a modern Game Boy machine, but it's not just Game Boy. Um, as you can see, I've got Super Mario World. That might not be in focus, but I have Super Mario World That's in the car. That's my kill song right nice. now. Let's just uh, let's turn it on. You see, for the for the audio listeners, it pulls up at the very a simple menu. It says play cartridge on the there. Hardware looks uh, clean. Yeah, library, memories, tools, settings, etc. So you simply will start up the the console, and it pulls into man. Let's see if I can get that to focus. Super nice. Mario Land. Nice. I remember with that. With an updated screen. Yeah. What I, one and I thing that I really like. Old. Let's see. Here we go, boys. Let's start the game. Welcome it's to it. the Mushroom Kingdom. I'm gonna save the princess, bitch. I got my red hat, red shoes, those blenders <laughs> on, and I'm hate to play in black and white. <laughs> okay. Anyway, one, let me turn down this volume because this is super loud. <laughs> you sound about to save the princess, bitch. Is that what you're <laughs> One thing that I really like about it is that if you hold the analog button and scroll through uh, the volume, I don't know if you can see it. But you can change the screen. Oh, okay. You can change that tint. So it's so you can change it so it looks a lot like an original Game Boy game. So you can see the green yeah, color. Yeah. You can make it just a simple black and white, or you can change the tint in very uh, not not similar ways, but you know they're different enough mm-hmm. to affect the gameplay. If it's a Game Boy Color game, it'll play in its native Game Boy Color, which is great. Oh, okay. Um, by default, this also plays Game Gear, Game Boy Advance oh, wow. games also. Hmm. Now, you can get it to play uh, other games like Neo Geo Pocket um, and several other things, too. But there are um, little adapters that you have to buy, if I'm not mistaken, that you have to just plug in. And then you can yeah. plug in the old carts and play yeah. it, which is it's really rad. Because I do have a stack of Game Boy games that I've just had for years and years and years that I've never been able to play um 
or haven't been able to play in quite some time because my Game Boy, my old Game Boy is D-E-D dead. Um, lost my train of thought there. Sorry, I was <laughs> quoting Hook or something. So, and I got, <laughs> and I, I so um, is it, is it, can you tell if it's upscaling it a little, like, does it, does it look clean around it the looks, edges and stuff like that? super duper clean. And I don't really... Yeah. Uh, put that down to upscaling so much as just the mm-hmm. the quality of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Because it's still a little four by three screen, you know. Mm. And the graphics aren't super great. Let me see yeah. if I can focus that. I can, eh, it's tough to it's catch kind, it on the camera. Doing it. Yeah, it's, there. It's re- there. You go. It's real yeah. sharp. Like the games look really great. Yeah, on here. Cool. Um, and it's a good excuse to get back into these Game Boy games because you know you got your Nintendo Online. Uh, They've got several Game Boy games on there, but the games that I have are not on the Game Boy Online. So this is really a fun little, just a fun little tool to get back into video games. You can also set it up to emulate pretty much anything. You know, your NES, your Super NES, um, uh, Sega Genesis, etc., etc. If you've got the time and the willpower to get that done. Of course, I haven't done that myself, but, you know, you have to get an SD card, uh, with the program on there if you go through several steps to get it to be a proper emulation machine which is something that mm. i want to do in the future but i just haven't gotten around to doing that yet but it's a it's a fun little yeah. toy i pre-ordered this a year almost a year and a half ago and it just came Dang. like three <laughs> yeah. weeks ago so i don't know what took Dang. this so long i guess they're made to order they don't really have a lot of these just handy and ready to go um but it's something that i would recommend if you've got a bunch of you know Game Boy games sitting around and you don't want to play it on your clunky old Game Boy, get yeah. yourself an analog pocket. But I will, uh, it is on my list to turn this into a proper emulation machine. So when I get that done, boys, I'll be back to talk about it. But that's the analog pocket. You guys should get one. Nice. All right. Yeah. I did it. Now you can take it off the show notes, Factor. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to do it for this week's episode of the sandbox gamer thank you for the one person that uh that's factor's wife watching this on youtube live i don't know where the four people went at the start of the pod uh but maybe they didn't have an hour on a sunday morning they're at church so good for them anyway thank you for following along with us we appreciate it if you are not subscribed to us on uh apple podcast spotify whatever it is and you happen to make it this far don't forget to give us a like and a follow we greatly appreciate it give us a nice five-star review you can find us on social media pretty much everywhere uh you can follow our link tree in the show notes it's link tree forward slash sandbox gamers podcast but of course we're on youtube we're on tiktok we're on instagram reels we're on facebook we're pretty much everywhere you can find us um i also want to tell you about vactor did you know vactor has a, his own separate podcasting universe it's called the Vactorverse, where he talks everything and anything comic book related tell us what's been going on in the vactorverse lately vector oh yeah we're still talking ahsoka every week we do our ahsoka abridged episodes we're talking all of the latest and greatest in star wars and all things comic books we're doing that in short form interviews um i just talked to an indie creator recently uh dismay comics he was brandon ingram he was a great guest and we have some some plans in the works. So stay tuned. YouTube.com slash Vactor for all things Star Wars and comic books. All right. I'm subscribed. Are you? You should be. Jeff's probably subscribed. He's a good enough friend to subscribe. Oh, mm. he's disagreeing. He's maybe, disagreeing. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> so check that out. 
Uh, again, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. And last but not least, GG, everybody. Uh, GG, GG. GG.